Is it kind of right? That was the Sunday Escape. See ya. RTHK, the news at one with Tom Worden. The top stories. Hong Kong holds its first post-pandemic marathon. The Urban Renewal Authority says it plans to improve living conditions in Sham Shui Po. And a Hong Kong team rescues three people trapped under debris in Turkey's Hatay province. About 35,000 runners braved rain and high humidity this morning to take part in the Hong Kong Marathon, which saw the return of overseas athletes after the city lifted most of its COVID-19 restrictions. Maggie Ho reports. The marathon started at 6 a.m. on Nathan Road, Chim Sa Choi. The course ran up into Kowloon, over the Stonecutters Bridge through Changi Island. Then runners had to pass through Kowloon again to reach Hong Kong Island via the Western Harbour Tunnel, before finishing at Victoria Park in Causeway Bay. Kenya's Philemon Kiptu Kipchumba won the race in 2 hours, 10 minutes and 48 seconds. For the race, I feel good. This is my first time to be Hong Kong, and I'm glad to beat uh, position one. The first woman to cross the finish line was Fantu Etecha Gemma, and Hong Kong record holder Ki Ka Man was the fastest home finisher, completing the race in 2 hours, 24 minutes, 45 seconds. The event also included a half-marathon and a 10-kilometer race. Before the pandemic, up to 70,000 people took part in the races each year. But the number of participants was capped this year as part of infection control measures. The event was cancelled altogether last year because of the pandemic. The hospital authority said that as of 9 a.m., six male and two female runners had been taken to hospital. The Urban Renewal Authority says it's planning to improve living conditions in Sham Shui Po and bring in new elements to the district. Its managing director, Wai Chi Xing, says the body will start doing a district study covering 130 acres of hectares of land in Sham Shui Po. Writing on his blog, Mr. Wai said a survey will also be given out to residents to gather information about the flat's condition, including problems with leakage and concrete cracks. He said it was hoped the district's culture could be renewed without ignoring its heritage. Members of the Hong Kong search and rescue team sent to Turkey's Hatay province following Monday's devastating earthquakes have rescued three people trapped under six metres of debris. More from Todd Harding. Writing on social media, the security bureau said they found the survivors yesterday at about 5pm local time. The 59-member team has been using drones and search and rescue dogs to assist in what is effectively a race against time. The team is led by Deputy Chief Fire Officer Yu Men Young and comprises firefighters and ambulance crews as well as officers from the security bureau, the immigration department and the Department of Health. More than 28,000 people have died in Turkey and Syria as a result of this week's earthquakes. Millions more have been affected. The UNAID chief, Martin Griffith, says there's an urgent need for medical assistance, food and shelter for survivors. In Syria's second city, Aleppo, the WHO representative there, Iman Shantiki, said there was a real danger of disease breaking out unless aid reached the northwest of the country, a rebel-controlled area that's home to many displaced people. With the uh, congestion and the overcrowding and the use of unsafe water, cholera could emerge very quickly. This is my biggest fear. And having a public health uh, event or, or a disaster among uh, the population that have been affected by the earthquake and by the devastation of the last 12 years is something that I worry about a lot. Speaking on a visit to Diyarbakir, Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan 
pledged that rebuilding work would begin within weeks. We are making plans to reconstruct hundreds of thousands of houses with their infrastructure and superstructure, or more precisely, to rebuild our cities that suffered great destruction in the earthquake. In a few weeks, we will begin to take concrete steps. Into the weather forecast, mainly cloudy and foggy with one or two rain patches. Sunny intervals throughout the day with a top temperature of about 24 degrees. Moderate easterly winds becoming southeasterlies. The outlook, humid and foggy again tomorrow. It'll be warm during the day, but winds will strengthen from the north and the weather will become appreciably cooler on Tuesday. Sunny periods in the following few days. Currently at the observatory, it's 20 degrees, with a relative humidity of 95%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. A U.S. fighter jet has shot down an unspecified object over northwestern Canada, the second such incident in North American skies in as many days. The Canadian Defence Minister, Anita Anand, told a news conference the object threatened civilian air traffic as it had been flying at 40,000 feet. She said further investigations would need to be carried out. Recovery operations are now underway and will be supported by the Canadian Armed Forces in conjunction with the RCMP. We have no further details about the object at this time other than it appears to be a small cylindrical object and smaller than the one that was downed off the coast of North Carolina. Meanwhile, the U.S. military said it had sent fighter aircraft to investigate a radar anomaly detected in the middle of the state of Montana, but added that the planes had not found anything. A large crowd has lynched a man in custody on blasphemy allegations after storming a police station in Pakistan's Punjab province. Reports say his body was set alight. The BBC's Umar Draz has this report. Police in the city of Nankana Sahib arrested a Muslim man on a complaint that he had allegedly desecrated pages of Quran. A large crowd gathered outside Wolberton police station and demanded the police hand over the suspect. The mob stormed the police station and tortured the suspect to death. Regional police officer Shekhupura Babar Sarfraz told the BBC police were trying to identify the attackers with the help of videos and will soon arrest them. Police in Merseyside in northwest England have arrested 15 people after a violent protest at a hotel housing asylum seekers. Fireworks were thrown at officers and a police van was torched. Pro-migrant activists, including Clara Mosley from the charity Care for Calais, went to the hotel to show support for the asylum seekers. It was really shocking to see people fighting with the police, setting a police van on fire, smashing up other police cars, fireworks going off, glass smashing, bricks being thrown. I mean, you just don't expect to see scenes like that on the the streets of the UK. But still, it's quite shocking to see that many people turn up to, to tell refugees that they're not welcome in our country. Britain's Home Office said the violence towards officers was totally unacceptable and it was working to ensure the safety of those in its care. Hundreds of thousands of people have demonstrated across France, putting pressure on the government over its planned pension reforms. Organizers were hoping to match the scale of mass rallies three weeks ago. President Macron insists the reforms, which include raising the retirement age by two years, are vital. The BBC's Hugh Schofield reports from Paris. 
This reform is going through Parliament. The debates are continuing at the National Assembly. But in a few weeks' time, this could be on the statute books. That's why the unions are, are saying we may have to up our game, up the stakes. They've been staging this series of protests, but there's no impact at all so far on the government. The unions are saying the government's intransigent, it's not listening, it's disregarding, it's overriding the will of the people. You see lots of mascots of uh, effigies of Macron as an, as an emperor or a king from the Ancien Régime. To sport and rugby six nations where Ireland took on France and Scotland faced Wales. Here's the BBC's Ollie Foster. Ireland are living up to their billing as the best team in the world. They beat the reigning champions France in the Six Nations Championship. They scored four tries for a bonus point win in Dublin. 32-19 the final score. Keenan Lowe, Porter and Ringrose all went over against the French who are ranked second in the world. Uh, that follows Ireland's big win over Wales on the opening weekend. They got Italy next. Scotland, they're the only other side to win their first two games after beating England last weekend. They also secured a bonus point victory. Big win over Wales. Scored five tries at Murrayfield. 35-7 the final score there. They're level on points with the Irish for Scots now with 10 points each. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes will play Super Bowl 57 as the NFL's most valuable player when they face the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow morning Hong Kong time. He's thrilled with the accolade but says he's now focusing on a second Super Bowl victory. I'm just excited to get back out there. It's going to be a great matchup. I mean, you can't ask for a, a better team to go up against in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's going to be a, a, a fun game, and I'm excited for it. If you look at this list of quarterbacks that have won two Super Bowls, it's not a very long list. And so I not only want to do that, but I want to get two Super Bowls for Coach Reed. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong holds its first post-pandemic marathon. The Urban Renewal Authority says it plans to improve living conditions in Sham Shui Po. And a Hong Kong team rescues three people trapped under debris in Turkey's Hatay province. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Radio 3. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you.